so I'll say from what I've seen, I think a reason is because there's a lot of um, hypocrisy that can be seen in certain churches. Again, not all, um, but there's a pretty big potential for hypocrisy in some cases. And um, that was one thing that has always really rubbed him the wrong way. He's definitely a say what you mean, mean what you say, talk with action um, kind of guy. Hi, and welcome to Stepping Outside. My name is Jared Winkler. As Christians, we are called to be the salt and light of the earth. In stepping outside the church and gaining perspective, I hope to learn how the church has either been effective or ineffective at this calling. As a reminder, this podcast is being presented as an opportunity to learn more about our neighbors so that we can better love them. This is based on the idea that we as Christians should seek first to understand and then to be understood. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today I have with me my good friend Taylor, one of my oldest friends uh, since middle middle school or yeah. before that. Yeah, man, we go way back. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like elementary in the middle. Elementary school in the middle. It, it's yeah. been a long time. Uh, yeah. I know we were like getting into music at about the same time, right? Playing music. Like I was starting to play mm-hmm. drums, you were starting to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff. we both uh, we both had that first band experience together. Yes, in yeah. my parents' basement. Parents' it's, basement bands are always the best. Those memories, perfect man. Those memories are just, <laughs> um, <laughs> they 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 mean so much. All right, mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and get right on into it. So, for the sake of this conversation to give better context for everybody go ahead and tell us about yourself well howdy hey uh podcast world uh i am taylor and uh i am roughly 27 years old um my social security number is (laughs) just kidding uh no yeah i'm i'm 27 um Jared and I go way back. Uh, I am an IT professional, um, quote unquote professional. Um, went to school for English, um, have an English degree. Um, I really like creative writing. Um, I'm also a musician, uh, as previously stated. I play primarily guitar, um, played saxophone and band. Um, and for the past couple of years, have um, spent time traveling around um, after I got out of school, finished college up. Um, we went out to, we, my uh, fiance and I went out to uh, Colorado for a year. And then we've been in Washington state for the past two or three years, three years, because we've been out for four. Um, but now we're back in good old North, North uh, Kakalaki. So it's good to be back. Nice. It's good to have you back. I, um, I knew that y'all had moved away and it's uh it's cool to see you back because I'm hoping to connect with you at some point soon. Yeah, man. When the when the Rona dies down. When the Rona dies down. 
All right, so I've got your survey pulled up, and I explained this on the last episode, but um, with this podcast, I have a survey that I'm using to kind of, I guess, screen um, potential guests because I want to have guests, but I also want to just collect information. So it's primarily to collect information and also to get guests. So uh, let's see. We're going to go to the, um, on the scale of one to five, and just grab your experience with the Christian faith. Uh, between one and five, you put three, which is, I mean, it's good. Uh, it means it wasn't entirely negative, wasn't entirely positive. It just kind of had, it was just kind of there. Um, checked all the boxes. Now let's go ahead and get into the meat of the podcast. If you could describe Christian in one word, what would it be? <laughs> This uh, this answer is going to get me into a, a lot of trouble, but no, um, it won't. <laughs> my um, my my response was uh, martyrs, and in talking about it, um, because we discussed it a little bit beforehand. Um, spoilers, you know, not to like <laughs> air too much of the behind the scenes stuff, but um, yeah, and in talking about it, I um, I actually kind of backpedaled a little bit. I felt. Um, but I, I, I want to keep my answer. Um, is that your final answer? Yes. That's my final answer. Um, because <laughs> it, because again, as we were saying earlier, it, um, you had described, um, martyrism or martyrdom as, uh, one who is killed for the sake of, in this context, for the sake of their religious, um, practices and yeah um, pursuits so i i find the the phrase um killed synonymous with um sacrifice mm -hmm. and um just uh, a loss a sense of loss um and uh yeah that's that's kind of how i'm i'm looking at it um so someone i've i've always viewed um Christians as those who nobly sacrifice um, something uh, in the pursuit of bettering Christianity. Okay. So that doesn't necessarily sound like a, a bad thing. I mean, I don't think martyrdom in, in, is in and of itself a bad thing. Um, it all depends on what exactly you're dying for and the reasons you're dying for them. Um, so in the, in the sense that it is a sacrifice, I guess, are you meaning that like Christians are willing to put us like put aside so much in order to pursue their religious, um, faith or religious beliefs? Um, yeah, I, I think it more has to do as we're talking about, it, it's kind of coming back to me, what we were talking about earlier. Um, it, a lot of it has to do, and maybe this is selfish of me, but it, you know, it's, it's personal in my personal view of Christianity, but a lot of it has to do with my own personal experiences of, um, or with, uh, Christians, people who identify as Christians and, um, being from a mixed faith, uh, household, I often got the sense that my, uh, Christian peers were seen as sacrificing something in order to be in my presence or to uh retain a um a, a presence around me um 
my, to give a little bit of background on that, my um, dad is a Southern Baptist Christian, was raised Southern Baptist Christian, now doesn't identify as such. Um, and my mom, uh, born and raised and continues to be Jewish. Um, so we had that kind of dichotomy going on um, in our household from an early age. And being where in an area that I grew up in, um, rural North Carolina, where there are a lot of um, very avid Christians in the area, um, the Jewish kid is a, I don't know if it's uh, weird to say this, but kind of a hot commodity. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, as, yeah, as, as I was um, kind of seeing it, when I was younger and, you know, when you start to realize stuff like that, you're in your teens. So it was very, um, me centric, I feel at that time. Um, but it was an interesting talking point and it was something that was interesting because a lot of the, my friends that were Christians didn't know a lot of Jewish people. Um, and it was interesting for me because I was getting a lot of attention for being Jewish. Um, so that's where that kind of comes from. And the, the martyrdom thing comes in because I feel like um, while I did have a lot of friends that were, that thought it was interesting that I was um, part Jewish or identified as Jewish to an extent, um, I feel like it got back to their, uh, their family groups in a different way. Um, I always felt the, the object of, um, evangelicism, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, where people were trying to bring me in, but not to bring me in, in order to, um, to experience me for me, but to bring me in to save me, quote unquote, and to convert me. Um, and if they weren't as avid in that, I feel like they were sacrificing their, uh, family lives, their family connections, um, to maintain that relationship with me because a lot of them, you know, that's felt as though that was what they were supposed to be doing. So whenever they went against that, it, um, I have a few friends that it kind of, they butted heads with their parents on more than one occasion because they were hanging out with someone that they weren't willing to bring closer into the, the Christian circle or, um, or exposed to more Christian things, I guess. So that's where, um, that's where my, uh, martyr experience comes in, I guess my friends and peers, um, sacrificing family and other friend ties in order to maintain other things, but still identifying as Christians despite going against Christian ideals, whatever their church's ideals were. Um, it's definitely an interesting take on martyrdom. So it was the yeah. it was the friends that you had that experienced the um I guess the uh, the only word that comes to mind is retaliation from their parents mm -hmm. or being friends with you. Yeah. Um yeah, cuz and and like I said it it happened a lot in my uh teens, early teens and um before I went off to to college and school where things do start to open up a bit and especially being from a small town, like we were from, um, it, you know, college is like all these different worlds combining. Whereas for such a long time, we'd existed in this little nucleus of mm -hmm. a, an area. Um, 
So, yeah. And um, your friends not wanting to evangelize you, that is kind of the, the focal point of the conflict between them and the parents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or the parents not wanting to evangelize you. Or I feel like from what you were talking, from the way you described it, the parents wanted to evangelize you. And that's the, uh, that's the, um, the vibe that you got from them. But the, but the kids didn't have an interest in that. The kids just wanted to be friends with you. Is that accurate? Right. Or they, or they went along with it to an extent, but it wasn't as, um, like wholeheartedly as maybe their parents would have liked to have seen. Um, okay so yeah i almost wonder especially where we grew up because we grew up in the same neighborhood or in the same town i almost Mm -hmm. wonder if that is um could be attributed to a lack of understanding of what judaism is and Mm -hmm. what it means to be like what it it means like jewish wise to be like a culture and also a religion and a um and an ethnicity like I almost wonder if, if if a lot of what you felt could be attributed to just people not understanding exactly what Judaism is in its entirety. Well, I think definitely. And, and and I think that's really like, you know, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And that's kind of the whole point of your podcast is is understanding and and knowledge and um the the rebuttal to those ingrown ignorances that a lot of people carry with them. Um and I, I mean, I think that's just what it comes down to is education and experience. And um, those those two words specifically came up a lot whenever we were talking beforehand um, was education and experience. So let's see. Do you have any personal experiences that you'd want to go over that kind of lend to this description as, of Christians as martyrs or it, personal experiences in general with Christianity? Because I'm also trying to to seek out experiences um, other than, you know, my own and my Christian uh, community. Yeah. I, and uh, whenever we were talking about this beforehand, I, I had said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to think of some examples and and get back to you. And it, it's not so much a physical, like a a literal, I had this one experience. It's more Mm of a, an energy and an air about um, situations that I feel. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that has more to do with uh, with me um, feeling as the outsider as opposed to certain people making me feel a certain way. Um, my, uh, which, you know, light bulb moment. Um, my <laughs> my uh, dad's always said, um, people can't control your feelings. Like you, you're in control of your feelings and you feel the way that you feel like for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm not, I can't make you, I can't perpetuate a feeling in you. Like you're well within your right and your power to look at a situation and take from it what you will and feel about it, how you feel about it. Um, So that's, I think that's kind of, what I'm seeing in this whole uh, martyr situation is a lot of, and not all, I will specify not all, but a lot of the Christian encounters that I've had um, have come with an air of um, 
of no, noble sacrifice and um, mightier than thou, or or what's the the phrase, holier than thou, and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Um, and it's it's not in any one example. Like like I said, like this person said this to me, or that person. Um, I don't know. That person pulled down my pants in third grade and laughed at me and made me feel bad. It uh, <laughs> it's um. It's more just um, in tone and the way that people address you um, and the way that people talk to you and, and treat you um, in just typical conversation. Um, so, yeah. So when it comes to experience, it's more of a, a general experience. You talk about um, dealing with, I guess, sort of a tension between your friend group and their parents. And that stems to evangelicism, um, resulting in a you get a you getting the vibe of like a holier than now, like a sense of holier than nowness uh, from those people. Um, I guess we can talk now about your growing up because you said you were born in a mixed household, and I've all I ever since I met you i've always thought that was super interesting so i think we could go ahead and get into that can you go ahead and tell us about uh how you were raised and what it's like being raised in a jewish and uh christian household yeah um yeah and and i would say uh uh jewish and christian background household Um, okay yeah because well i I mean and i would i would say that i I mean my dad was definitely raised um christian definitely you know you old-fashioned southern baptist uh christian Mm -hmm. and um and i think when we came into the picture we being me and uh my sisters uh later down the road but um i think he had kind of been away from that ideology for a while at that point and was starting to um put another or other words to it um i guess but anyway i'm not talking about him so much as my experiences Mm -hmm. long story short um it was it was a definitely a mixed faith household um and my parents were really proud of that. Um, it's something that I'm also really proud of too. Um, looking back on it, whenever I, uh, talk about it and tell people about it. Um, I think it gave me and my sisters, uh, a really interesting, different perspective, um, on the world and things and people and where we come from and how we can all, uh, relate to each other, but be different at the same time. And, um, the way that that was instilled, um, was the the reason that my dad one of the reasons that my dad um strayed from uh christianity uh i feel he could you know and this is from what i've so i'll say from what i've seen i think a reason is because there's a lot of um hypocrisy that can be seen in certain churches again not all um but there's a pretty big potential for hypocrisy in some cases. And um, that was one thing that has always really 
rubbed him the wrong way. He's definitely a say what you mean, mean what you say, talk with action um, kind of guy. And uh, that was something that the education that we got from my parents really instilled, really instilled was, you know, say what you mean, be genuine, um, don't be around the bush. And with that came the education of all of these different um, things, all these different faiths and religions. Um, they didn't want our experience with um, religion and faith and spirituality to be uh, so one-sided, I guess, um, because there were technically two sides in the household between the two of them, um, my mom and my dad. So what that looks like is from about the time that we were, I would say maybe nine, eight, eight to nine, until we were 13, whenever, you know, you start having thoughts and um, ideas about God and spirituality and, um, and stuff like that, they wanted to answer questions, but again, they didn't want it to be one-sided. So what they did was we had a book um, and the book covered a lot of different um, religions from all over the world. Um, it was, well, religions, but also faiths and practices and this and that and spirituality in general. Um, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Judaism, um, Taoism, um, it, uh, paganism even to an extent. Um, I, I mean, just like at every religion and spiritual practice you can think of was somewhere in this book. Um, and they didn't focus so much on saying, all right, now we're going to learn about um, Hinduism or all right, we're going to learn about this today. It was, we're going to talk about um, themes and ideas and uh, morals and morality. And we're going to talk about what that looks like in examples of other uh, religions and other faiths. Um, so that was what we did um, every Sunday. Um, like, I mean, like you would go to church, wake up in the morning and we all would have breakfast. And um, after breakfast, you know, for TV or anything goes on, we would all sit around and it was a real comfortable setting. We would just like sit in the living room or if we happened to gather in my parents' bedroom or whatever, and, you know, wherever people just kind of plopped, we would mm -hmm. sit down and start talking about ideas and, um, and use the book as reference. And that was, that was our religious spiritual upbringing um, until we were about 13. And uh, once we turned 13, I'm not sure why 13, I guess, because you're, coming out of that preteen weird awkward middle school that's like age. a it's like a turning point in your life <laughs> right it's like you're a teenager um, a teenager's a, a big deal right you're you're an adult now but you can't drive a <laughs> car you <laughs> can't purchase alcohol <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> um but uh, yeah 13 uh was the age that it that type of education didn't necessarily stop um but that was when they opened up a little bit of freedom to us to experience other people's um, venues for religion and spirituality. Because up to that point, and I think that also might've been what brought on the type of education that they decided to go with um, for religious ideas. Um, up to that point, 
myself and my sisters had been invited um, to several church functions um, around the area and none of it surface level being like, you know, maniacal or plotty or whatever, but it was just like, I mean, like, I think you probably invited me to a couple of things. Well, I know, there I, probably, and, I know, I probably definitely did. <laughs> right. Yeah. It just, and like, just harmless, um, come to, you know, it's summertime. We're doing vacation Bible school, come to a vacation Bible school, or my church is doing this event for, for Christmas or for Thanksgiving. So why don't you come by and, um, it's after hours, it's not a church service or anything. It's just, we're all going to hang out church people and, and do this. Um, and my parents were really adamant about not um, not letting us go to that kind of stuff uh, too early. And I don't know if that was a a right decision or a wrong decision, um, but you know it was their decision nonetheless. And I did go eventually. Um, I eventually went to a couple of your church things after I was thirteen. Um, another friend that we have a mutual friend. I went to a couple of his. Um, things as well um so yeah and at that point you know we were kind of free to do our own thing and here i am now a, a weird amalgam of vague ideas <laughs> <laughs> and uh and no real name to put to them i guess but but i wouldn't say that i'm without um spirituality i i do have extremely um spiritual thoughts and you know all the all the things that come with what would go with a religion i guess i have my own um practices and um things that i do and all that that are just as religious to me as going to church on sunday or mass on saturday or you know whatever have you we can talk about that more definitely here in just a minute i did want to bring up the fact that i personally like really love like the like hearing about the way you were brought up because it's it's that's something that is just I feel like was probably pretty unheard of where we grew up because uh, definitely it was pretty much just Christians like mm -hmm. I don't think I knew anybody I think the only other person I knew that was any other religion at all was you and all I knew is that you were Jewish. And at that time I thought Judaism was only a religion. So I was just kind of like, Oh, I have a, I have a Jewish friend. Yay. Um, mm -hmm. So to, to hear about that, that that was all going on in re like in retrospect, like that your parents were doing that. I just personally love that idea um, because I think that the church can kind of restrict people from coming up with their own identity and not 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 reading it not being able to truly find themselves mm. um which is why i think whenever i started to find myself i feel like i had a really at least internally like a really violent finding yourself moment because like i went i i got into like punk music that was like all about like like anti the system and i was listening to a lot of music that was like against christianity I was and against religion in general. I was I was reading a bunch of forums that were against religion, um, and it was ideas that I had never been introduced before. So like whenever I first started hearing them, I was just kind of like, "Whoa, 
what is this? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I, I found myself relating to it because I guess I had, I was stri- striving maybe for something different. I don't know entirely. Um, I do know the, uh, the last thing that I'll say to that point, um, and I guess this is just, um, I, don't, I don't know, but <laughs> I know I remember the first time that um like the like the very minute that i decided that i didn't believe in god i i don't know if it was facebook or um myspace but i remember messaging you and saying it's something along the lines of like i don't i don't believe in god <laughs> and i think you were like oh cool um <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if i said that i might have been like oh okay uh cool you want to talk about it maybe <laughs> But I don't. I don't know. I was a teenager. I'm. Sh- I'm, I'm sure we talked. I'm sure we talked about it because I wanted to talk about it. And at the time, I feel like you, you were the only person in that moment that I felt comfortable going to because I knew that you weren't. I knew you weren't at least. And this is coming from my teenage brain. I knew you weren't at least um, like had grown up in the Christian church, and so I feel like I had you to confide in for whenever I found those thoughts um that's cool man thanks so death so um and i and uh i'll probably talk about this more in the takeaway with jamie um since the next thought that i'm having involves my son but like the the education of like different worldviews and presenting those myself as the parent to my son is something that i want to do and i appreciate that that's something that your parents did um i don't i'm not saying that in the sense that i i hate my parents didn't but i'm just saying that i appreciate the experience that you had and how different vastly different it was from any other kid in caldwell county so i think that's really cool um at this point you mentioned that you are spiritual so would you like to go ahead and talk a little bit about your current spiritual slash maybe religious beliefs? Yeah, <laughs> maybe big emphasis on, on maybe <laughs> I, uh, no, nah, I mean, it is what it is. I, uh, you can correct me yeah. if it's, if you wouldn't consider it religious, then by all means, like, correct me. I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything. No, no, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, well, well, but here's the thing. I don't know. And I'm kind of okay with not knowing. Um, and that's, and I would not call that, um, uh, what's the word? Not, um, my mind's drawn a blank and I'm going to look silly on the podcast, but not, uh, not atheism, but, um, uh, agnostic. I wouldn't say, is that, is that right? Am I thinking of the right Agnostic, word? agnostic is, it's, you're, it's, it's like the questioning. It's like between, I would describe it as between like faith and atheism. It's like in the middle, like you don't know for sure if there's a God, but you also don't think you don't, so don't know for sure. You don't know for sure that there is a God. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I would not, I wouldn't say atheist. I wouldn't say agnostic. Um, I, I definitely believe in some type of, of higher power. Um, 
whether that is whether that's a god or whether that's um i'm personally more inclined to believe that it is um uh an energy a uh a force if you will for all the star wars nerds um but less um less rooted in in science fiction um i'm a i'm a big believer in karma um i really it that's just one of those things that really makes sense to me it you know what what goes around comes around and i i like the idea of there being some type of of order to the way that things are some natural order um i don't think it always has to exist though and i think that in any situation with the ebb and flow of time i think you're gonna find periods of time where um there's uh you know things lean more heavily to one side of the spectrum and less on the other and vice versa um so yeah anyway uh karma and what you put into something you get out of it um equal return but the returns don't always have to be equal all in one go you might get them in parts and they might be unequal parts mm-hmm. um i just feel like I feel like everything is kind of contained, or at least that's the way I'm I'm thinking about it. Um, but at the same time, not, which is kind of where you get this weird Riddler Halloween costume that I walk around in all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, all the time. You're so, wearing it right now for those listening. Oh yeah, no, I I made it in preparation for uh, for Halloween. Um, I didn't use, it looks good. I didn't use question marks though. I used, uh, asterisks cause <laughs> it looks cool <laughs> and, and a couple of ampersands anyway. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do a lot of, um, spiritual experimentation and some stuff sticks and some stuff doesn't. Um, it's a, a veritable patchwork quilt of of beliefs and things that i've just kind of picked up along the years um and i think that comes from to to kind of harken back to um my spiritual upbringing and and my parents involvement um in experiencing a bunch of different things we also uh went to a bunch of different places um we believe it or not tried going to a church for a while um because people hear that story that i told originally and they're like oh so what what like you you did that but you also went to like a regular church like yeah we you know we you try everything um so we we tried going to a church for a while we tried um a synagogue um we tried going to to temple um for all the jews out there in the audience um which was quite a culture shock even for me, um, which I found to be really interesting because having been told, you know, you're Jewish and um, we, you know, we celebrate all the holidays and Hanukkah and uh, Rosh Hashanah, the the new year, which was recent, by the way. Um, but uh, to, to do that and to go through those um, experiences and those family gatherings and um, Passover, another one just off the top of my head, and then to be immersed in the environment um, with these people who are, to to my knowledge at least, whenever I was going, 
um, are fairly stable in their belief system. Um, the church, not so much because it was something that was already kind of questioned um, from my dad's side and perspective. So I think we went into it a bit more skeptical than uh, the temple. But um, yeah, when we when we did that on Saturdays um, with with all the other Jews, uh, <laughs> I was the the non I was the uh, least Jewish Jew in the group. Um, I was in a I remember having a moment where I was in a preschool, basically a preschool uh, classroom uh, that they had. Um, on site and uh it was learning the the alphabet um the hebrew alphabet um and man that is that is no joke i mean there's a reason people study for years for uh bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and um which i never had um so but anyway um we tried those things and then eventually the thing that we stuck with the longest and something that um, my parents still uh, identify with um, pretty heavily to an extent, I guess um, they don't go anymore. But um, one of the things that left a more lasting impression was uh, Unitarian Universalism. Um, and it was a, a pretty loose um, group. Um, and by loose, I mean, it wasn't a, they didn't have a specific, a specifically built location for their meetings and their practices. It was a group of people um, that all met through like, I don't know, Facebook, or I guess at that time, MySpace postings and uh, local newspaper listings and stuff like that. Um, but they met in the, uh, one of the meeting rooms in the basement of the public library um, in one of the cities around where we grew up. And uh and they would just meet for like an hour or two. Um, I think it was on Saturday. It was either Saturdays or Sundays. Um, but they did roughly what my parents did when we were starting, excuse me, uh, starting to learn about different faiths and religions. It was very much centered around themes and ideas and, uh, and talking about it. Um, and there was a different topic every week and they would just sit around and talk about it and people would bring snacks and we'd have breakfast and, um, stuff like that. And, uh, we actually ended up carrying our morning practice into that group. Um, because me and my sisters were the only, uh, kids in that group. It was all, um, older adults. Um, and, uh, there wasn't a lot for the kids to do. So my dad and my mom and dad, in order to keep us entertained and, um, willing to go, I guess, <laughs> They, uh, they approached the, the group, uh, leader, the group organizer and, um, was like, what if we have the kids, um, present every week, we add this to, um, to the, the schedule for the day. And we have them present on a, an idea, um, whether it be, I don't know, one of the commandments or a moral idea or something like that. Um, and we have them talk about it from different perspectives and yada, yada. Um, so we also did that for a while. Um, but yeah, so I, getting back to what the original question was, um, now that I've gone on a, a tangent that have put people to sleep, <laughs> um, my current beliefs are a bit of a patchwork in the same way that the Unitarian Universalism outlook on things is kind of a, a patchwork. So, you know, um, for lack of a better metaphor, if you put a gun to my head and said, what do you identify with like right now? 
probably Unitarian um, belief systems, um, Unitarian mm. universalism. But um, but even that, I you know, I haven't practiced or been to a group meeting or anything like that for a like while a, or talked to like a loose affiliation. Uh, right. I just I have experiences that that I I vaguely remember from when I was like 15, I guess. Um, but uh, most recently, we are um, I say we uh, my fiance and I um, Jess, we, well, she has, um, embarked on learning about, uh, astrology and, um, uh, energies and, um, crystals and, um, energy enhancement and, um, natal charts and, uh, stuff like that, um, birth charts. So the, uh, uh, sun signs, moon signs, rising signs, um, and planetary alignments at the time of someone's birth and how that all plays into who you are and what your life has in store for you and, and all of this stuff. Um, with that has also come uh, tarot cards and uh, oracle cards. Um, and I'm, I've really just kind of been along for the ride. It's something that she wanted to experience and, um, and try out. And, um, yeah, I have no, no qualms with it one way or the other. I've actually developed a, um, cause with the tarot cards you do, um, you do spreads, uh, mm -hmm. and depending on the orientation of the spread, certain placements of the cards can potentially mean different things. Um, a lot of tarot though is all about intent. So regardless of the spread, it's really whatever intent you put into the cards when you pull, um, but, uh, but I even in a, uh, a motion of support and, um, and involvement with her in, in the spiritual journey, um, I've developed my own, uh, tarot spread. It's a five card spread. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of, uh, like an outlook that has a lot to do with, uh, goal orientation and um, things that stand in your way currently and how you can move past them and things that you spent um, not as much time on uh, too much time on and then your heads want hearts desire stuff like that and you know and in all honesty I think I did a pretty good job because <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my uh, first pull with that spread was um, it was pretty interesting I don't remember it to save the life of me um, but Jess uh, journals um, after all the spreads. So she's got it written down somewhere if I ever want to uh, reference it again. But I remember at the time looking at it being like, that is uh, a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting but, uh, that, that you developed yeah. that. And um, I guess it spoke to you so accurately. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so. For my own sake and maybe the listener's sake, and you can be brief about this if you'd like, can you tell us about what Unitarianism, Unitarian Universalism is? I could if I remembered uh, what the mission statement was. Um, <laughs> Sorry to put you on the that, spot. Yeah, no. Well, and you know, don't. Um, uh, you know, sorry, I'm definitely not Googling what it means right now. As if you can't he's hear my keyboard. He's, he's typing it out so that he can read it back to us. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, and, and, you know, I wouldn't, I don't think you, you were, but just for the sake of, of clarity and transparency, I wouldn't edit any of this out because it, um, I mean, it just goes to show it, it spoke to me, but things can still, in my, in my opinion, IMHO, uh, in my humble opinion, you can, you can connect with something, but not be a diehard, um, like nose to the grindstone, got to know everything about it type of thing. Um, and that, that's yeah. kind of how I see Unitarian, Unitarian Universalism as. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, Wikipedia says, all-knowing source of information. The really Unitarian, is. yeah, the Unitarian belief that reason and not creed defines the search for truth. And you, the Universalist belief that God embraces all people equally um, has led to the Unitarian Universalism belief that truth and spiritual meaning can be found in all faiths. Okay, cool. So it like, it's a, it's a belief that just find assign uh, finds value in every religious, uh, every religion, every faith and every belief, which mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. So, and even if you look at the, the the name of the the religion um the practice and the faith i i always use those three words together because i feel like spirituality has different levels depending on you know what you're looking at but anyway um yeah unitarian i mean just from like a an english major's point of view hey yo <laughs> um <laughs> and, you know right uh unity and oneness and universalism it's all all encompassing um stretching out all directions um equal understanding yada yada so Mm -hmm. yeah so it's cool it sounds like it's definitely a um like it's a like it's a positive thing like not something that um should have any sort of negative connotation to it i wanted to close with answering your question that you gave me on the survey. So before I do that, was there anything else that you would want to say, given that this podcast is supposed to be a, um, a platform for non-Christians to speak to Christians? Is there anything else that you have to say or that you wanted to bring up? I don't know. I feel like I should because I feel like my, and and this is kind of me reflecting back on how I answered your um, survey initially. Um, after we talked initially about it, and then I talked to um, Jess about it. Um, again, for those of you who fell asleep halfway through the the podcast, because of me, not because of Jared. Um, my uh, Jess, my fiance. Uh, it was something that we were talking about in the car after I had talked to you initially, um, where I was telling her, I feel like my survey responses, I was, I was a little punchy, uh, you with can be punchy. my, yeah, well, and, and, and I don't think it was wrongfully so because I think my mm-hmm. experiences are, are my experiences. And, um, yeah. I, again, going back to my dad, I, I said what I meant and you know, that's, 
that's what it is. Um, I, I don't want to backpedal, but I do want to say that I think my views, um, as far as the, um, the martyr comment and, uh, the question that you're about to respond to spoilers. Um, I think I backpedal a little bit in talking about it, but it's because a lot of the views that I have on Christianity, um, were formed during pretty formative times in my life. Um, when I was a teenager, when I was a preteen, when you're really starting to experience religion and coming into yourself as a person and who you are and your identity. Um, and so in saying that, I think those experiences left such an impression on me that they impacted my response to a survey years from that point. Um, so I guess to, um, even though I may not have those same beliefs now to Christians listening in on the podcast, I guess I would say, um, be, I would encourage you to be really conscious and to be, um, very careful, say what you mean and mean what you say, but also consider that there's someone on the other side of the planet and someone also in your backyard that may have the same exact belief and those beliefs may not align exactly with yours. And uh, yeah, just to consider that and to listen to the person. And if you've listened to me up until this point, that's great. And, Congratulations. <laughs> and that's fantastic. And I, and I love it for Jared's podcast and I hope it continues. So thank you. Yeah, man. All right. So the moment that we've all been waiting for. Yeah. So I want to go ahead and start by saying that I really love there. The one of the last things on the survey is it gives the respondent a opportunity to ask me a question. And I love Taylor's question. <laughs> so Taylor asked me, why is it that Christianity and Republican belief systems often coincide or, uh, or are at least more readily adopted by those of the other organizations slash faith? And I want to start off by saying that I personally don't think that a lot of Republican ideology aligns with Christian ideology. And that's my personal belief. And there are a lot of people I know, a lot of people who might listen, um, who would disagree with me. But to your point, the reason that Christianity and Republican ideology is so interwoven nowadays is or it seems to be so interwoven is um due to so to, it's this would be like a very brief and not detailed history lesson but essentially in the reagan era um we had the rise of conservatism and conservatism was an economic ideology that was right-leaning it was republican and it was in response to liberal economic policy. And up until then, it was seen that liberal economic policy wasn't benefiting the country. Um, so conservatism rose in response to liberalism. And then at the same exact time, 
was the rise of this group called the the moral majority which was white evangelicals it was well maybe not necessarily all white well i mean at the time yeah probably all white because i mean this was like just this was like right after this was right after civil rights so it would have been white evangelicals um were also upright we're also like in an uprise against liberalism but it was for different reasons it was for social reasons and those social reasons were um at the time feminism because it feminism challenged the like the family structure like dad mom kids um and, all, and also homosexuality because that also uh challenged the Christian worldview of what a family is supposed to be um, and also abortion and abortion continues to be a huge one. But since those two rose up at the same time with a common enemy, which would be liberalism, then they, they just kind of fell into bed with each other um, and they adopted each other's ideology. Um, now, the reason it worked so well for so long is because white evangelicals are super motivated to vote and they don't make up the majority in the population, but they're going to, who they're, they're fiercely loyal to whoever their candidate is. So this, so that's how they got into bed with each other. And that brings us to today where you have, Republicans, and I know Christians who will vote Republican only for anti-abortion policies and only for traditional families, um, which would be like anti, anti-LGBTQ plus policies. So basically that's it. When I think of Christian and Republican and it might be narrow minded, but when it, but that's, it's literally the only thing I can think of <laughs> is just anti-abortion and anti-gay rights. And one thing that I also think is really ironic, if you think about it, um, is that white evangelicals really have a passion for Israel, like the country of Israel. And that's because the end times are centered around the unification of Israel and then Armageddon. So white evangelicals just kind of want that to happen. They want like the end times. So there's massive support in the white, in the white evangelical community for Israel. And the irony is that when it comes to political alignment on the right, there's a lot of anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> it, it just baffles me so it's like they support the country of israel because mm-hmm. in the bible israel is god's chosen people people is the mm-hmm. key word there but they're aligning themselves with this ideology that embraces anti-semitism which is a directly opposed to the actual people of israel which mm-hmm. i I thought of that recently, how ironic it is. And I wanted to bring it up. (laughs) Yeah. And that kind of, that kind of gets back to the whole um, hypocrisy thing that my, uh, my dad 
has an issue with when it comes to um, the way that he was raised um, in the Christian church and uh, a lot of the things that he saw when he was raising us and a lot of things that we also saw um, the, the hypocrisy of it all. Um, now that, you know, doesn't necessarily directly have to do with what my question was. And -hmm. again, I, like I said, when I was answering, uh, the survey initially, um, I felt myself being a little punchy about it. Um, and I think that, that, that ideal, those two ideologies coinciding together aren't, as you said, um, Republican belief systems don't necessarily mesh all that well with those conservative Christian ideas. If you really like look at the two side by side. Yeah. Um, and I think they're starting aside from those two things, the, um, what is it? The, uh, mine's drawn a blank, uh, family, family ideals and, uh, LGBT rights. It can be, um, it can be summed up as, Family values. Family values. Yeah, that's what they call it. Family values. And family values is only, people can criticize me for saying this, but it literally is only being against abortion. And I'm not going to say pro-life. I'm going to say anti-abortion and Mm -hmm. um, being anti-LGBTQ+. So Mm -hmm. heterosexuality and no abortion is family values. Gotcha. Yeah, so... And I think that I, I think the, the veil and the, um, the born into it ideology is starting to lift and starting to disperse a little bit, um, in recent years. And especially without, um, hitting, uh, too hot a topic and we're definitely not going to go into it, but with the election season coming up, um, I think this, I think our current political climate has sparked a lot of conversations. Um, some of them great and a lot of them really terrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and tearing, uh, tearing families apart, unfortunately, but nonetheless, I think these conversations are being had. And I think that, uh, that connection that I observed and, and wrote down for the survey um, that I observed from my early formative years, um, in what I was thinking about Christianity and what Christianity was, um, in relation to the rest of the world. I don't think that's necessarily, um, as prevalent the case, uh, in recent years, or if it is still, I think it's starting to disperse a little bit. And I think we're starting to get a bit more diversified. Um, granted, you know, it's still comedians love to back into that hole and just trench themselves right there in that little camp. And it's uh it's easy pickings. Um, so it's gotta be, I mean, it's still pretty prevalent, but not as prevalent as, as it's been. Um, so that's, that's enlightening and that's pretty positive um, to see. And you're referring to, um, I guess you're 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 referring. This is for my clarity. You're referring to um like conservative Christianity, I guess, like that old yeah. school kind of. Okay. Yeah, conservative Christianity, and then um, teaming up with the Republican uh, belief system. Mm-hmm. 
one thought I just had is when it comes to the martyrdom, I think of how nationalism has really grown in this country. Mm-hmm. And nationalism really has a sense of martyrdom to it. Like a lot of these people who are marching around um, capitals, like decked out in tactical gear with assault rifles, like these like white supremacists are ready to fight. They really want to kill and die for their country. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I feel like there's, I feel like that martyrdom comes into there. Because I imagine a lot of those people also feel that I feel like a lot of those people would consider themselves Christian. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they feel so heavily the way they do about their country, like they would be willing to die for their political and Christian ideology, like interwoven in such a toxic way. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're um I feel like your martyrdom there goes hand in hand with nationalism. Mm-hmm. At least they say that they are willing to to fight and die, and that's again the. I feel like a lot of them really want to. I yeah, and you know, and that's that's the scary part is that you really don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you really don't know until uh, until something happens, and then flight or flight, flight, flight or fly, fight or flight kicks in uh i'm not convinced i'm not convinced that that's really the uh the situation but it's a lot of um i guess feigned martyrdom martyrism Mm -hmm. um a lot of vocal martyrism so and like i've said i'm all about action baby (laughs) (laughs) say say what you mean say what you mean exactly thanks again for listening if you'd like to keep up with the podcast, please follow me on Instagram at Stepping Outside Podcast. On my Instagram, there is a link to a survey. If you are a non-Christian who would like to talk to me about Christianity and how it has affected you or how you see it affecting our world, please fill out the survey. Next week, I will be putting out a takeaway episode where Jamie and I will discuss this week's episode. In two weeks, I will be putting out another full-length episode. Stay tuned, and goodbye for now. I guess you're 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 you're